Good morning guys, thank you for joining me. Uh, my name is Joni, along with my husband John. We have the enormous privilege of leading the whole vineyard. And so thank you for joining us wherever you might find yourself today. Um, just take some time to find a bit of quiet and join with us as we hear from God and maybe what he's saying to us as a community right now. So following on from the series, A Community of Hope, um, I just wanted to talk about the invitation to relationship. This morning I wanted to speak to you what I feel God is maybe saying to us um, at this time and in this season. Um, a season of uncertainty, a season of unprecedented circumstance. And yet in this season of so many questions and trials, I feel that God is nudging us to lean into his plan for humanity, for community, a community of hope. And I think that in order for us to thrive as a community and be that community of hope, we have the opportunity or invitation to engage in two specific areas. First, the area is relationship I'd like to talk about. And with each other and with those in our city and beyond. And secondly, is the radical generosity that we can lean into as we become a community of hope. In order for us to flourish as this community of hope, I really feel that relationship and radical generosity will become our hallmarks. God never intended for us to live in isolation. Um, or to do life on our own and he created us for relationships that's part of his plan he intended for us not just to have our relational needs met but to meet the needs of others as well and nobody is excluded from this plan it was never intended um, that we should live in isolation because we all need support we need the relationship we need friendship we need community and never before has the need for community um, of relationship been so strong than it is now. Um, no one person can say that they haven't been affected in some way or form uh, by COVID. There's been disappointment, there's been delays, illness, grief, loss of routine, uh, financial loss, and I could go on and on and on. Um, and yet during this season we have that firm hope. A hope that is not situationally dependent. I love that Jim Elliot quote, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And in this season where it feels like we have just lost so much, I really feel it's important that we refocus on what we cannot lose. Our reward is in heaven. And so whilst we are here on this earth, we do have quite a lot of work to be getting on with. Um, in this season, like never before, the church has been presented with such a unique opportunity, an invitation to relationship as we become that community of hope. We've never before had to do relationship in this way, um, that we're limited socially, uh, but this, this certainly won't be an excuse, I don't feel, when we stand before Jesus and he asks us what we did with this time to be his hands and his feet. And never before have we faced a loss of disappointment um, and yet time and time again we are seeing and hearing such wonderful stories of people who are just really open to receive like never before. People are in pain. Everywhere you look there's need. 
in the church, outside of the church, all throughout our city and beyond. People are in pain. And so many of them are looking for an escape. They're just asking the question, how do I make this stop? How do we get through this season and live? How do we go on each week feeding our families? How do we cope? When is this going to end? And so many of these genuine questions. And, and church, I would put to you that we carry the answer. We carry the hope. A community pre-COVID would easily be defined as a place of belonging or a place of support. Never before have we had quite the opportunity to lean in and support our city and beyond. You know, I've noticed that when tragedy hits, society looks to see who's going to help. Specifically, what about those people who bang on about goodness and generosity and love all the rest of the year? What are they going to do about it now? And church, never before has society looked so intently at us as a body. It looks to us to help, to bridge the gap, to see if we truly believe what we say we do. So I think now is the time. Now is our opportunity to be different, to be radically different, consistently different and faithfully different. Now is our time, it's our chance to connect, to establish relationship, to show up, to build, to reach out. Now is our time, our opportunity to become a community of hope with our radical generosity. In James 2, the Bible says, but some will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. I love that. We are called to demonstrate our faith each day. We carry the hope, faith. You know, John and I, before we became senior pastors, we went on a sabbatical and we took some time just to see what God was saying, what uh, we needed to prepare. And we really felt God drop vision into our hearts, which we communicated to you all in January. And then COVID hit. Nobody foresaw that, except for God. And we had to really look at what God would be asking of us. Um, and a lot of our plans had to be rearranged. But one area that we really felt and feel that God is asking us to lean into is our area of compassion. And we have seen God move in incredible ways in this city and beyond. It's just a bit of an update when this talk was written. As a church, we have fed 3,066 people in under seven months. That's nearly a thousand homes, which has provided 30,600 meals. Our Grow Baby, which we launched in September, has supported so many families with baby products, clothes, baby items, and this is just increasing all the time. Just last Thursday, for instance, we helped 20 families. That is incredible. For our big Christmas giveaway, we have already had 250 hampers pledged and counting. That is incredible. That is so good. Not to mention the people that we are helping out of debt with our amazing CMA team and serving in our local care homes. I'm just so encouraged to hear these stories. They just keep coming in because of your generosity. John and I thank each of you for digging really deep and becoming Jesus' hands and feet to this city in this time.
We have each been blessed over and above. And I know it's in the heart of Jesus to look after each other. Guys, we've only just begun. God has marked us for compassion. He has marked us for compassion. That is what we will be known for. If you find yourself time poor, and yet you create time saying no to other good, fun, enjoyable things in order to create time, you have given far more sacrificially than just whipping out your checkbook. If, like the story of the widow's two mites in Luke 21, you give until it costs, until you feel it, it says something about the value that you place on what you're giving to or for. If you're willing to honour your commitments and do what you said you would do, even when a better offer comes, it says something about the value you place on commitment. We each have the ability to give. And some have more time, some have more money, others still have plenty to give, be it a phone call, a food shop bringing round, etc. A community that cares for each other and the city alike. A community that takes time to make that phone call and see how they can help send that letter. A community that sees a need relational or otherwise and asks, how can I help? After the birth of our third child, Elsie, John and I were just blown away at the generosity of people, especially those closest to us. Our home group took it upon themselves to organise, make and deliver home-cooked meals for our tea, the entire family, all five of us, for a couple of weeks. You know, that, after having major surgery, I gratefully and enthusiastically said, yes, thank you. We were just so humble, you know. John and I would sit there with our girls and just be so humble at the generosity of people that they would stop and help, that they would care for us with such excellence in what was for us a very vulnerable time. And it wasn't just John and I that witnessed this. Our older two girls saw first-hand love in action. That night after night, people would come after they'd just done long shifts themselves at work, people who had families of their own to care for, and they would sacrificially give in order to bless us. It was definitely one of those moments that we felt so proud to be part of this community. And as our neighbours would see day after day, different faces popping around with different bits of food, you know, I know that they will have recognised that this is love. This is community. And in the current moments where we, our family, find ourselves, we've all been a bit unwell, we have just been blown away by people's unrelenting generosity to us as a family. Prayers, practically helping out. It's just been amazing. With utterly no words besides thank you, John and I, and the rest of the family. Thank you guys, each of you that have just been there so faithfully thank you you know John spoke a couple of weeks ago about opportunity um, for us to lean into that generosity and we are invited to become incredibly radically generous when all around us is the human tendency to hoard for me and mine 
You know, and I get it. It's human to want to make sure that you've thought ahead and planned well and prepare. But there is a huge difference between trusting Jesus to supply your daily needs and having the entirety of little stuffed in your cupboards. You know, trust is in direct opposition with greed. And trust says yes when the numbers aren't stacking up. Trust is letting go of control, of not manhandling what we can in order to let go of our human wisdom in favour of God's much higher ways and thoughts on the matter. In releasing control, we let go of fear. In trusting God, we acknowledge all over again that this was never our idea. It's not in our control and even if we somehow managed to get our way or do it how we wanted, we would ultimately stop far too short of God's intentions and purposes. Kingdom generosity is so foreign to the financial good sense and planning of today's worldview. I think that in creating a community of hope, in particular with radical generosity, that we are releasing far more than money or resources to the need. We are exercising spiritual muscles. We are learning to rely on God and not on man. We are learning those kingdom principles of God's ways and not being limited by man's ways. Yes, we are the hands and feet of Jesus, but he doesn't need us, so to speak. God's ability to move and provide and bless isn't contingent upon us. He is sovereign, but it is his will and plan for each of us to join with his plans. Being radically generous, consistently different, faithful givers. In our time and in this season, we are invited to partner with what is on his heart. We are asked to step out in faith and be his hands and feet here on this earth. So can I encourage you all, as you go about your week, pray and seek who God is asking you to be generous to. To maybe make that phone call and reach out and see how somebody is doing. Or maybe it's looking at your finances and seeing how you can partner with our compassion ministry here at church. For some of you, maybe it is the commitment to pray and fast for someone for a specific request. And for others, maybe it's arranging that socially distanced walk with a friend. You never know how desperately somebody needs your kindness. And often we aren't that forthcoming as humans at the best of times when we are in need. Never mind when we are facing all of these difficult times. As Paul said, for this reason... I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God filled with all the fullness of God now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think according to the power of work within us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen 
my prayer is that you would be rooted in love, looking to Jesus to see what he is doing and where you can join in with him and his plans for your lives to become a community of hope, known for our relationships and our radical generosity. As I was praying about this talk, I asked God, is there anything else you want me to tell them? And instantly he said, tell them I love them. So friends, know this, you are loved beyond any comprehension. You, by the creator of all things, are loved, who holds all things together and causes all things to work together for good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Guys, we have said it so many times and we will continue to keep saying it. The best is yet to come. Be encouraged. John and I are here for you. If you need anything at all, if we can be of help in any way, please don't hesitate to ask. It would be our privilege to help in any way. We love you guys. God bless. Have an amazing week. We'll see you this week for our prayer meetings online. Bye, guys.